You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. And welcome everyone to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt. And I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the helping spirits to be with us. I call out first to your ancestral helping spirits and to mine, all of those who bring that which is good and true and beautiful out of our ancestral legacy and bring it here so that it is available for the living, you and me, the living, to reach into that legacy, to learn from those who have gone before us, to hold true to those practices that help us to be better humans and to innovate in those places where we collectively are failing to do so, to be good humans. And so I call out to these ancestors to lean in and to help us to draw on that rich legacy and put it to use in our everyday lives. And as these human ancestors are gathered around, offering us blessing and protection and guidance, let us reach through those humans to the non-human world all around us. There is so much more here that is stock full of wisdom and guidance and inspiration and beauty and the cause for creativity let us reach to that web of life that non-human web of life and remember this entire experience doesn't exist just for us that we are part of something much larger than we are and remembering that is what gives our life meaning and let us reach out to that web of life that is so much larger than us and give gratitude to the old ones those who have been here long before there was ever a human and will be here long after. And we ask these energies to help us to remember our true nature, to find our way into that great web of life, to be part of that great gift of breath, of life, of creation. And as these energies move in with our enormous gratitude for the incredible patience and endurance that all of our helping spirits show, let us gather ourselves, choosing to draw ourselves into our head first. Take a nice deep cleansing breath and draw your conscious awareness to your heart. Take a moment with a nice deep cleansing breath in your heart to inhale and exhale and let your conscious awareness settle down into your belly. And if you can't do this, make note, you have work to do. And breathe in and out in your belly nonetheless as you take another nice deep breath and connect to the earth and take a moment in this day to give thanks. To give thanks for this miracle of life and for that wonder that as long as you are breathing, you are able to change anything that you choose to, that you choose to focus on, and you choose to co-create with. 
And take another nice deep breath and with great gratitude for your life, let's extend our energy down through all the layers of the earth, giving our gratitude as we go until we reach the very center of the earth. And let's take a moment and breathe, connecting in to the energy that draws its power from darkness, from peace, from quiet, from stillness. And as we reach into these energies that allow us to relax, to let go, to release, let us draw this energy up into our life to be restored and renewed. Let us draw up the energy of the earth for nourishment and for that sweet release. And let these energies rise all the way up into your body. And take a moment and remember it is your choice to choose who you are, where you stand, and what you stand for. And may the energies of the earth inspire you to take your sovereignty that much more seriously in this day. And as you reach out from that place of sovereignty within your belly, let it rise up into your heart and to remember you shape this day based on what has heart and meaning. And may that sense of home, that sense of belonging come to you in what has true meaning and value in your own heart. And remember that even as that becomes more clear to open space for the other, for that which is uncertain, that which we do not yet know. And we call out to the energy of the earth to help us to establish good relationship with the unknown, with uncertainty, with otherness, so that we can end the otherness that we propagate within ourselves and let us come into right relationship internally, come into right relationship with others. Right relationship with the environment around us, with the earth itself, and with the invisible world. And as we settle in to all of these interrelationships and find our place in that great oneness, let us reach up from this place, from our heart to our head, all the way up to the sky, whatever weather it holds. Let it become real as you reach out through the atmosphere and out into the cosmos, reaching up to that radiant divine energy whatever that highest power is, however you name it, however you conceive of it, to connect with that energy and allow it to connect with you. And in that recognition of that divine spark within yourself, gather this energy and draw it down, down through all the layers of the sky into the top of your head as you send it down to the center of the earth. And with earth and sky connected within you, allow these two great legendary lovers to let that big love fill your heart and awaken the sweet spirit of your own heart. And dig in to that deep crucible of transformation in your heart, that place of discomfort, that place where you are just coming alive, that place you are just coming aware. And in that crucible of transformation, draw up that fiery passion in your belly that holds that spark of why you are here and draw down that crystal clarity of your mind that can help you figure out what are you supposed to do with it in this life. And as these energies mix and merge in your heart, may you begin to get some deeper sense, some awareness, some inspiration as to why you are here. And may you find the courage in your own heart 
to do something large or small in this day to make your own unique gifts real in this world. For all the spirit help that you have to do that, I give great thanks and the spirit help that I have. I am enormously grateful. May what needs to be said be said here today and what needs to be heard be heard and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. Speaking of living things, I would like to give thanks to Josh, Aaron, Sylvia, Kelly, and to all these new listeners who have uh, discovered the great archive on whyshamanismnow.com and realize there is a resource available to them to dive in, swim around, and learn. And thank you for being willing to donate. The Why Shamanism Now has always been listener supported. And those people that grew up in the first uh, 10 years of Why Shamanism Now and had a steady diet of new shows every week have largely sort of wandered off as this has become um, an archive of resources. And it, uh, it's important that new listeners recognize that the bills are still being paid to keep the show and its archives available and safe from hacking, etc. on the internet. So please go to whyshamanismnow.com. You can donate any amount, large or small. Many people just offer $5 a month on a regular uh, sort of subscription payment, whatever it is that can work for you once or monthly. We are deeply grateful. And for those of you that cannot donate financially, remember it is because people have been creative about what other things they can do to help the show to grow. Um, that has kept the show alive and on the air as well. So thank you everyone for your help. And I want to give thanks to Co-Creator Network, the constant and ever-present producer behind the scenes. So we are live here today. Yep brand new live show. If you have any questions on today's topic, which is ancestral healing, you are welcome to call in at 512-772-1938, or you can Skype in from the co-creatornetwork.com site. And I know many of you listen to this in a download in your podcast listening, and you can always email me if you have questions at christina at lastmaskcenter.org. And lastmasscenter.org is where you will also see classes. Um, many are online now, uh, not just because of the virus, but because we wanted to create a platform that could reach out to you, the Why Shamanism Now radio show listener. So welcome. It is June 2020. Okay, so back a few years ago, um, in 2018, Why Shamanism Now was just coming into its 10th year, which is a really long time <laughs> to do a new show every week. Anyway, um, what I felt at that time is that we needed to do something more than more free podcasts. But I wanted to be able to put some energy into creating something that radio show listeners could engage with um, from the comfort of their own homes. Since we have a global audience, I wanted to try to reach that audience, though limited by only one language, nonetheless, to create an online platform that would allow radio show listeners to get at the next question. In other words, once you've pretty much said all you can say safely and responsi responsibly in a one-hour podcast, there's still questions because, of course, the work is much 
vaster than that. And many people had had digested and used the podcast well and were legitimately asking the next question. And it just wasn't something that could be delivered in another podcast. And so literally because of that issue, the online courses at Last Mass Center were developed. And it was that issue alone, dedicated listeners saying, please answer this question, that pushed me over my basic reluctance to bring this work online. Now, this is, of course, before the pandemic when everything got shoved online. And in many ways, I'm grateful that I was able to begin to bring these these courses into an online format without the pressure of our current situation in the world. And so over the years, what we have built here at Last Mass Center, largely on the platform created by Wash Shamanism Now, are online portions of the four-year training called the Cycle of Transformation, which is still a retreat-based experience. It is not an online experience and doesn't look like it ever really will be. But there are pieces out of that large four-year training. There There are pieces that are coherent skill sets, which to a degree can be exported out of the cycle teachings. And this is what the online classes have been, is they've been an experiment of me answering a question for myself, which is essentially to what degree do these skills still operate effectively outside of the cosmology of the cycle and the larger skill set of the cycle and then the community that holds the cycle teachings because these three things are critical and and whether you do or don't have cosmology skills and community these three things changes your ability to engage with whatever we're talking about whether we're talking about a clearing or a ceremony or a soul retrieval all of these things are affected by your cosmology or your belief system, how sort of big your world is, who are you in that world, what is that reality, Um, the cosmology question, there's the skill set question. I mean, I can bring soul parts back to people until the world ends, and unless the person has the skills to integrate those soul parts back into their life, the effect is still going to be shallow. And then the third thing being community, that the the format we have largely created in the Western world of one-on-one sessions between a client or and their practitioner or student and their teacher. And that model works for certain things and is really deeply destructive for 75% of the rest of a person's process, which needs to happen not only by drawing up their own power and their own capacity and discovering that for themselves, but it needs to be held by peers. 
people that are just like you but maybe three steps further down the path and there also need to be people behind you on the path that shove you along and need you to be able to give them perspective on the step that they're on and that 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 uh, interweaving that happens in community is a piece of the puzzle and so it's been a question for me can the online classes work effectively enough to make them worth offering in the world. It's a huge effort to do it. Um, you know, Last Mass Center continues to be myself and a virtual assistant who works, I don't know, probably part-time um, with me. I'm her client. That's it. It's a very small organization. So now three years in, we're developing the final piece of that on your uh, online plan. So there the first piece is about how do you as a person, how do I as a person, how do we as human beings clear energies that are based on choices we made in the past. In other words, not cleanse energy, but clear it. So an example that um, I've been working with recently is imagine that you and I, that we human beings are sort of like a porous stone. So a cleansing is anything that allows me to wash things off the stone, maybe wash things out of those little porous things. Let's imagine the stone has also got little pokey out things as well little spines and hooks and things and may and so based on the cleansing it may clean out the holes depends on how deep they are it may wash things off the hook or may just flow around the thing that's hooked on the hook right so a cleansing is a powerful form of healing potentially even transformation when that's the right uh, remedy but clearings allow that stone to fill the hole permanently, to remove the hook permanently. Now, it's not about getting smoothed out. That's not the point. The point is this kind of structural repair so that I am not hooked by the same things over and over again. I don't snag the same things again and again, and I'm not deeply impacted the whole metaphor. I'm not deeply impacted again and again by the same energies that fit into that little crevice, right? And so this is the importance of clearing because if we cannot clear, we cannot move out of the status quo. It doesn't matter what the status quo is. It doesn't matter how you frame the need for change. We can just agree right now that change needs to happen. But the lasting change cannot happen without clearing skills. And then one of the things about effective clearing skills, truly effective clearing skills, is that they are rooted in your power of choice over yourself. Any effective clearing skill ultimately boils down to you making the choice to change. And facilitating that choice happening no matter when it was that you made that choice. And so the first set of courses that we offered, which are energy body mastery, energy body clearing, and energy body clearing advanced strategies, three 
seven week courses cover that skill. There are other versions of clearing skills that definitely work. And this is out there in that in that neighborhood of clearing skills. And then the next piece that arises that can't be cleared other than other than shamanic healing and and the forms for shamanic healing already exist that's why we call it shamanic healing which is a whole nother bunch of shows you can dig around in in the archives about okay so if we set the soul loss soul retrieval and the extraction and that level of clearing aside and just let them sit over there where they always have in the realm of shamanic healing it brings us to the one thing that is not necessarily at all traditionally in the realm of shamanic healing which is the transformation of shadow energies it's not to say that shamanic cultures don't have effective means to deal with the development of shadow in people but they also have shamanic communities which are a much more effective deterrent to the overzealous development of shadow, which we see plaguing the globe at this time. Thank you, Western world, for your beliefs, um, politics, and religions that support and foster the profound development of shadow in human beings. Thank you so much. And I'm being sarcastic in case you don't haven't listened to the show enough yet to realize that. Alrighty then. So part two of the online strategy was to offer an online structure, a literal protocol for people to work together around the globe to trans to truly transform shadow in a lasting way, in the in the way that is really pioneered in year two of the cycle teachings. And it is a process that I have seen pieces of in other people's processes. I mean, people aren't idiots. You know, people are good people. They're trying to figure it out, right? But this comprehensive protocol is unique to year two of the cycle. And we have a version of it. It's not the same, but a version of it that is working online. We're in the, actually the middle of the second offering of it right now. Which brings us to the third leg of this three-legged stool that would create a new platform for us, contemporary people right here, right now, to lever ourselves out of the fray and up to a place, one step out of the fray, that allows us to do that Einstein thing, right? To move our capacity to start to co-create answers at a, at a level above the thinking that created the problem in the first place. This is the whole point of this. And as long as the classes are effective, and as long as people are coming to do them, and supporting that peer building, community building piece of it, they will be offered. Because my purpose in these online classes is lasting transformation, period. Now, obviously, I couldn't do it if it wasn't also financially viable. But given that I gave away Why Shamanism Now for 10 years, right, I'm clearly not motivated really strongly by finances. So here we are, 
year three, uh, class three, the third leg of the stool, the new platform to support us levering ourselves out of the current reality to stand somewhere firmly together and create some, co-create something new that will be a lasting change. And remember, I say this as someone who lived through the human rights movement, lived through the peace movement, lived through the women's rights movement, such as it was, to be here now in the United States. I can't even. There are no words to describe the profound disappointment, humiliation of being, yes, I'm an American right now. So here we are. We still are the living. I'm still breathing. If you're listening, you are too. We can still create change. And if 2018 well, actually, 2009, when Why Shamanism Now started, has taught me anything. It is that shamanism is what I turn to when what needs to be done is impossible. And so here we are. <laughs> Online classes, which I thought were impossible, are here. We have the clearing classes. We have the shadow transformation classes. And as of today, I can announce to you that the first part of the ancestral healing classes are available. Part one is self-paced. It's an eight-week online course, and it will be available as of today. I didn't quite get the link up on the uh, Why Shamanism Now Facebook group, but I'll put it there, the websites, etc. And anyone who's on my mailing list will receive an email inviting you to click that link. And so if you're not on our email list, get on it. Go to lastmasscenter.org and, and download the ancestral prayer and join the mailing list so here we go right this isn't going to be a massive marketing scheme this is just me saying you all listen to the show and you asked for this so here do it <laughs> okay so with that said what am i talking about right why does it matter why does ancestral healing even matter okay number one for those of you who are saying ancestral healing, what is that? It's probably one of the most talked about topics in the Why Shamanism Now archives. So you just go use the search field and search. The most recent version was a year ago when I test drove this course that's currently being offered with the Shift Network. And this is a version of that course. Um, worked pretty well, so, so, so I just adjusted it to work better. And anyway, you can Google ancestral triage, ancestral healing triage, and you'll get part one and part two of the most recent shows on ancestral healing, and I'm not going to do it over again right here today. What I want to talk about is why, that leg of the stool. So I must be able to clear if I am going to remodel myself. One of the trickiest places, then, part two, is the shadow. Why is that critical? Shadow transformation, true shadow transformation is critical because that is where we lose heart. That in our shadow patterns is where we lose heart, where we can't find the courage, where we become 
hopeless at a certain place in the process where we become heartbroken and fall into that hole in our heart and can't continue to love, can't continue to be able to step into the fire and be a force for lasting transformation in that fierce expression of love. And if we can't do that, whatever change we create gets change, gets created with the old ways. And the old ways will simply propagate a new version of the old ways. And so it is our willingness to engage in and endure to a certain degree our own shadow transformation that continually hones that blade that allows you to be a person who can cut through the old story and create from that raw material something new. Anybody can look around and say, this sucks, I want to change it. And I have a better idea than anybody else and I'm going to be more powerful than anybody else and I'm going to make it happen. Anybody can say enough and and rise up, the challenge then becomes, can you rise up and become something different? Or do you just become the other that you're rising up against? And what history has shown us is that most of the time, human beings become a new version of exactly what they're rising up against. And that is the really challenging piece. So for example, if I put it in a really contemporary context, although if you've read any history, you can see this all over the place, all over the globe. Recent uh, Me Too movement, right? So women say, ack, this has happened. Um, and out the men doing it, the men say whatever from any range from exactly what they should say, which is an apology to total denial, and they lose their job. And so the fight gets taken out of it, right? And slowly but surely, most of the people get their jobs back. So no transformation has happened, which was my point about the peace movement and the civil rights movement and the women's movement, is no hearts have been changed. No shadow work's been done. No one's come to understand why they were shitty in the first place. So what's the next step? And this is why I'm committed for the people that are willing to follow along here to build this platform. And from that perspective, which is literally only one step along the path to say, what's step three, four and five? Now, there are some exquisite human beings on the planet that have dedicated their entire adult life to answering those questions. I am not trying to say I'm the only person in the world asking them. There are some people in business, in um, social movements, uh, all over the place 
leadership, um, government, who have dedicated their lives to this art of social change. And what I understand from working with people across all walks of life, as they say, is that if we do not also do the clearing and the shadow work and the ancestral healing, the power of that great work of social change cannot take root. It's like the difference between the weeds, back to the gardening, which I now do in my home, thanks to my partner. Many weeds, they just, the little seed lands and they, they send out these roots all over the place and they just hang on for dear life. And that is exactly what change is. If it's rooted on our current reality with no clearing, no shadow transformation and no ancestral healing. And what we need is those kinds of weeds like the blessed dandelion that send a root down. That sucker goes down until it touches the real energies. And you can whack that sucker off a million times. You can kill it with toxic Roundup. You can do it again and again and again. And that root will renew because it is literally rooted into the real energies. And this is what we have to do with whatever movement we invest in to create change. Is we have to be able to root into the real energies. And we can't wait to fix it all before we do that. Because we will never fix it all unless we do that. And this is my commitment to this big process that is going to take way more people than me. And that is to give people the skills they need to be the kinds of people that can be like dandelions. That can send that root down through the mess and tap the real energies and anchor themselves firmly there and to move into whatever transformation needs to happen that is before us, which is going to be many, many steps. It isn't just step three. It's a whole bunch of steps. And we need to be drawing on, we need to be sourcing our grounded commitment from the real energies as we create change, our anger won't be enough. It will run itself out. It isn't sustainable. It's understandable and it's real. It's righteous. But you cannot root that transformation in anger. It has to be rooted in this capacity to move through what is offensive to reconnect to the real energies. This is clearing. This is shadow transformation because it changes the heart. The clearing changes the energy body and thus the physical body. Shadow transformation changes the heart and the ancestral healing changes the reality in which we are functioning. That is a really big statement I just made 
and I meant exactly what I said. That the effect of unresolved ancestral patterns is the inability to accurately see reality. That reality is colored absolutely by the past. Our reality of the world around us is colored by the past. Our reality of ourself in each day is colored. And our sense of possibility is colored. And as long as those three things, our perception of reality, our perception of ourself, and our perception of possibility are being distorted by the unresolved ancestral energies, we will lack the freedom to be the living, to create, to innovate, to see in new ways reality, to see ourselves in new ways, to see new possibilities, to to be in this moment of time on this planet and do something that's never been done before. Every single living person right now is potentially an expression of just that because each one carries a unique genius. Each living person is potentially that, that living, breathing expression of something that has not yet seen the light of day. That idea, that process, that love, that beauty, that fight, that sacrifice. that release, whatever it is, it has not seen the light of day. And all of life is praying to see that unborn beauty born. And we are it, if we can gain the skills to make real lasting change in this enormous heap of unresolved ancestral energy. For the sake of this show today, I'm not going to dive into the ancestors question because again, many hours already in the archives, go Google, go search, go listen. The issue is simply this. This isn't a question of how awful your ancestors were. Many of us, I mean, as a white presenting person, yes, I can tell you guaranteed, hand raised right now, right hand raised for all to see, yes, I've got some really shitty ancestors. I mean, not just my own shittiness, but really shitty ancestors, part of a horrible legacy. What am I going to do about that? What are you going to do about it? in your own family lines. How do we change that? How do we make sure that our efforts to create change in our own time are not just a deeply seductive repeat? How many of you have done this 
you fell in love, you were sure this was it, you got into the relationship and realized, what the hell am I doing? This is a disaster. This is the worst possible nightmare. I have to get out of this relationship. And you did all that work to get out. Some of you barely survived getting out. You did a bunch of healing, bunch of therapy maybe, a bunch of whatever, maybe a bunch of festivals. Who knows what you did? You did a bunch of transformation just to finally be ready to get into relationship again. And as soon as you were ready, you found that person and it was really different until it wasn't. And you realized in spite of all of your hard work, you just manifested exactly the same relationship again, only at a higher level of consciousness. The planet can't afford us doing that again, that second and third version of the same relationship, politically, spiritually, socially, again, and certainly not ecologically. It's not about doing it harder or stronger. It's about really being sure that we're doing it differently. And the final leg of that stool, that platform that can lift us up enough to do that differently is ancestral healing. Okay, back to the why. Why? Because in most of the Western world, Perhaps nowhere so great as in the United States, but nonetheless, to greater and lesser degrees in the Western world, we have largely destroyed the healthy functioning of the community as it was in pre-contact shamanic cultures. And again, not that I think we're all going back to the Stone Ages. Well, (laughs) never mind. Not that we're going back to the Stone Ages, that's not my point, but my point is there was an extremely sophisticated understanding of the human dynamics together in community that supported the individual. Thus, unique genius sprouts out of the individual and that supports the community and that it was a symbiotic relationship in the healthiest sense, just like good gut health, right? Little symbiotic relationship. Okay. One of the important functions are of that kind of community is tending the dead so it's not about how shitty your ancestors were it's not about how many years your ancestors were enslaved it's not about who colonized and who was the colonizer i mean that the reality of that history matters for our own understanding and education but in terms of change and transformation it doesn't matter what they did. It matters whether or not they reconciled that life. And reconciliation has to do with perspective. And the importance of this particular perspective on one's life is it makes the difference between a well ancestor and an unwell ancestor. And this is a really critical understanding around the transformation of and which is at the root of ancestral healing because they're all dead right so we're not talking about differences between the living and the dead we're talking about straight up all dead people 
dead people can't create change because they don't have free will anymore because they don't have a body. Okay, so we have to do it. And I know it's not even ours to do, but we have to because there isn't anyone else. You know, it's exactly that root of what makes any ordinary person do something heroic. Well, there wasn't anyone else there to do it, and I could, so I did. That's the root of true heroism. It's obvious you're the one who needs to do it. Well, it's kind of where we are with our unresolved ancestors. Those ancestors that have unreconciled lives are in a place where they are unable to complete their crossing out of our realm, meaning the living's realm, into the dead's realm. And when I'm going to argue about what those realms are, what to call them, and all the different phases in between. The issue around social change and being able to root our social change in in the true energies that will allow us to do something truly different and lasting is our ability to transform the unresolved dead into resolved dead, the unreconciled dead into reconciled dead. It's not about whether they were good people or bad people. I mean, that's a gross oversimplification and judgmental, but the point is that's where everybody gets hung up. I don't want to have anything to do with those ancestors. They were horrible people. Yeah, welcome to the party. Who doesn't have horrible ancestors? We all do. Some are more uh, out of favor right now than others, but humanity from a spiritual perspective is one family. They're all our ancestors. So as we start to work with the healing of our ancestral lines, the skill set we need is the ability to get someone who literally died in this unreconciled, incomplete life to transform that into a place where they can let go of something they refuse to let go of for their entire lifetime and moved on in the clearing out from the realm of the living to the realm of the dead to to move on in that process until they have the true reconciliation of a life which is putting that life into perspective it's not about judgment it's about perspective and that ability then to take that nugget of perspective and leave And go all the way to the land of the dead and in that land of the dead to reconnect with the oneness, however you want to think about oneness, in the source, the back to the beginning, right, where all is one. True ancestral helping spirits, the well ones, come back to us as the living from that realm. They they are reconnected to source and thus can be trusted as true ancestral helping spirits. It's not about whether they were a good person or not. It's not not about whether it's your favorite grandmother that you never let go of because she died when you were five and she was your only true caregiver, your only source of real love. Grandma died and you never let go. She can't be a true ancestral helping spirit. As wonderful as she was and actually as wonderful as she is as a dead person. She's not in her 
true and magnificent force as love and protection and guidance until you let go, let her finish crossing over and come back to you. And this is the missing understanding in this critical part of this change process is how do we help the dead move to a place where they can truly reconcile their life and leave and then potentially come back as the good, true, and beautiful ancestral helping spirits. Now, the good news is there's way more well ancestors than anyone imagines. We all tend to be very um, focused in our contemporary lives as if this is the pinnacle of human expression. And the truth of the matter is human beings have been doing a much better job with the dead for a much longer time than we've been messing that up, which we have been for a couple thousand years. Okay. So we all have well ancestors. We all actually have more well ancestors than unwell ancestors. But for most contemporary people, the unwell ancestors create the, the dissonance and distortion of the unwell ancestors create um, such problem in their own lives, they can't reach through to the well ancestors is the first issue. And the problem with that is without the assistance of the well ancestors, we're really close to powerless to truly transform the unwell ancestors. So there's a skill set that needs to be built here to be able to do this transformation. And it rests in your own experience with clearing and shadow transformation, which gives you perspective on the exact same kind of things that got your ancestors stuck here in the first place. Stuck, your dead ancestors stuck here and not crossing over. So, Ancestral healing then has some skills that need to be built, a relationship with the well ancestors that you have, and then a beginning to start to work your way through the transformation of the unwell ancestors and what that gives us for the larger social change that we're looking for at this time is the ability to see reality with new eyes in a new way that is less distorted by the story from the past. And until you've actually had a really profound, um, unhealthy ancestral pattern in your life transformed, truly transformed so that you can do your own clearing around it and really clear the field truly clear the field for yourself and see reality differently, I can't describe what it's like. Unless you're the kind of kid that needed glasses and nobody knew, and then one day, like in first, second grade or something like that, because some teacher noticed you were squinting at the chalkboard or something, they finally took you to get um, glasses for the first time. And for the first time in your life, you could see clearly. The first time in your life, that's what it's like to clear ancestral patterns. It is that profoundly different. You see reality. You personally 
see reality differently. Because you're able to see reality differently, you're able to see yourself differently. When you can see yourself differently, your current self is then able to have a different perspective on your trauma, on your gifts, on the depth of the healing you've already done and in the need of healing you still have to do. Changes your own perspective about who you are in relationship, whether that's your intimate relationships, your relationship with work in the world, your relationship as a parent with your children, your relationship as a child with your own parents. It all changes profoundly. And the most important thing that happens as a result of changing your perspective on reality, it, it doesn't change the fact that the larger systems of social injustice, economic injustice, environmental injustice, it doesn't change the, the fact that those larger patterns need to change. What changes is your perspective on them. You're able to actually see what's pulling the strings more accurately. You're able to see what's pulling your strings more accurately. And because you're able to do both of those things, your perspective on what is possible changes. And because that changes, everything changes. Now, the important thing about this platform that I'm talking about is that to have done legs two and three on my little stool, the shadow transformation and the ancestral transformation, you will have been forced to create strong working relationships with helping spirits. So for those of you that aren't really down with that, spiritually, shamanism, you're just dabbling over here listening to this crazy lady do this weird podcast, bless your hearts for listening, you have to get over that hump. That these things require that we as the living learn again how to forge reliable, accurate, working relationships with spirit. So we need to be go beyond prayer. We need to go beyond the religious, beyond the mind, imagination, into the heart and the ability to create a truly strong, whole human being, working relationship with spirit. So I will throw that caveat out there. But if you're down with that, right, if you can do that, or you're willing to learn to do that, then all of these things I've been talking about are available to you to weave together in this way to become part of this global community of people. Bless the spirit of technology for allowing us to weave that global community who have this particular skill set, who share this particular skill set and can support each other in using it to then turn that skill set that we have focused in our inward work outward. Because the important thing of each of these three legs of this stool, in learning them deeply enough and using them, practicing them, so that it creates a platform you can stand on, you integrate your understanding and facility with these skills to the degree that you're able to then turn them 180 degrees and apply them to the larger social systems and begin to use those skills in service of this larger social change and to truly 
create the change, for example, that the civil rights movement initiated and then it got all stagnant and swamped in political correctness and a failure of leadership to be willing to step up and say we need to move into our discomfort and to look at the privilege and entitlement that upholds the system and we need to go there together, right? That didn't happen. It needs to happen now. And these skills allow us to be able to do that initially within our own self to look at our own internalized versions of all of these patterns out there that need to change as they need to change inwardly but to become the people that can do the outward work can act in service of the change humanity needs to see the planet needs to see so anyway this was the grand scheme this grand plan and the final leg the whole point of this show is the final leg is in place right so healing the ancestral lines basic is available as of today self-paced it's online within the hour today which is june 23rd 2020 the link will be available to purchase that course and begin to work your way through it right and we will don't quite have the, the group organized for that because we're going to start migrating off facebook for because facebook is not a business that is promoting the kind of change i just spent an hour talking to you about and this is the important thing is we need to vote with our dollars as well and to move our money in and support those forces in the world that are supporting the change that you want to see period no matter how convenient something is that's that's the little death right we need to let the death of convenience in certain things let's move over do it differently okay so what was my point my point is this class is available it is a prerequisite for ancestral healing healing the ancestral lines transforming persistent patterns right and this is where we get into the kind of patterns that we need help changing and there's a lot of that in your own ancestral lines and so how do we begin to do that which mostly means we start we get the skills and then help each other right in all of these courses this peer dynamic this needing to help each other needing to share our skills with each other creating this horizontal situation so it's not all about you guys working with me but you guys working with each other in a structured format rebuilds our relationships with other people it uh, gives us a way to rebuild our trust in other human beings to reconnect in a meaningful way with other human beings it's a really important piece of this process so uh, transforming persistent patterns is part two that begins August 1st this year right a month month from now month and some change from now and then next year or maybe the year after depending on how well things go there will be the final part of ancestral healing um, which is dismantling systemic injustice and that's the point at which we're able to turn these things outward these skills outward facing 
and start to dismantle the systems that are upholding that which is systemically unjust and keeping humanity from being the force for change and innovation and creativity that it needs to be. It's meant to be, that it must be for the rest of life here on earth. And so when the Black Lives Movements say that they are here to fight for an end to state-sanctioned violence, to liberate black people, and to end white supremacy forever, this can happen. Those are big statements. Those are big systems. But with a shared skill set and our, and our purchase here on this little stool, just, just a bit above the mess that we've made, we will be able to see things differently and engage in the big work ahead of us. But that big work becomes possible if we share these skills. So I hope You'll continue to join me in the online classes and that you will reach out and click the button and join me for Healing the Ancestral Lines Basic. You have nothing to lose but your sense of being alone because your good, true, and beautiful ancestral helping spirits are waiting patiently but want deeply to connect with you, to bring in the legacy and the love protection, the blessing that is already yours. So I give thanks to that most ancient ancestor, the earth below, gratitude to the sky above, gratitude to those in their many shapes and forms that gather around us, and gratitude to the heart that unites us all. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week.